From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 145 for the week of May 23rd, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Wayne Toygo, Mary Jo Malata willie Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this segment, Wayne has the next part in his Disneyland 101 series. It's time for Disneyland After Dark. Well, this is the next segment in our Disneyland 101 series, and this time I wanted to cover what is perhaps one of the most special times at any of the Disney parks. In fact, back in 1962, you know how I love to go back to history, when Walt Disney's original Wonderful World of Color TV series was running, there was an entire episode dedicated to this. There was also a reference to this back in Walt's original Disneyland TV series. So I wanted to spend an entire segment on that most magical time, Disneyland After Dark. Now you may be wondering why I wanted to cover this topic now, rather than at the end of our Disneyland 101 segments. Well, we are about to come into the summer season. And at least for me, that means most, the most amount of park open time right. and also the most amount of nighttime time and nighttime activities. Yeah. So I thought it would be great to talk about this before the summer gets into full swing. Now most theme parks decorate and landscape for daytime. But when it comes to nighttime, there really isn't much more than some street lights or some colored floodlights in the trees. But Disney, on the other hand, designs an entire nighttime look. And it's much more than twinkle lights on the buildings or walkway lights. Disney designs a complete scene for nighttime, and it's perfectly integrated into the daytime architecture. So that at night, it's like looking at a whole new area with a whole new feel. In fact, some of the areas look even better at night. And an example is Pixie Hollow, which you go through it in the daytime. It's wonderful. It's magical. It's really fun. If you go back at nighttime, it's like that's a whole different place. It really does take on a different look. So. What I wanted to cover is just a few examples of some of the great areas and activities that happened at the Disneyland Resort after the sun goes down and the lights come on. We're at Disneyland. Let's start at the beginning. We're in Main Street. Not only the building lights, which are, let's face it, it they're amazing. It's so fun. It's I want to say it's almost like Christmas time, but this is all year long. With all the buildings lit up and outlined in the lights and goodness, at nighttime they even add some special extra lights which you may not see because they kind of come out of the special places and light up the streets and it adds a whole different atmosphere to the whole thing. Plus, 
most of you may not have noticed or maybe you've looked at it and not paid attention, but have you looked at the street lamps on Disneyland Main Street and especially at night when they're really lit up? They're the gas lamps that are representative of the town that Main Street is supposed to represent. So they're not just illuminated bulbs in a fixture. They're actual gas lamps that come on and help to illuminate Main Street. For me, the details seem to come out more at night. And I I don't know if it's just that the lights are on and they tend to accent more of what you're seeing. Sometimes I think it's because you're walking down the street and you get to see the inside of the store from the street level because it's lighted inside the store. Whereas in the daytime, uh, it's just a bunch of people and stuff and you might not even notice. But at nighttime, all those accents start coming. Not only the accents on the buildings, but also in the landscaping. The other thing I've noticed is at nighttime, and I don't know that this is intentional, I think it's just that people's pace is a little slower and maybe you're paying attention a little bit because it's cooler and you're kind of looking around a little more, but the music seems to be a little louder. And even the nighttime parades, they, they take on, the parades themselves take on a, a special quality being at night. Of course, there's the special street lighting that they bring up for the parades. But also, every one of the floats themselves is lit up, and that's really special. I mean, like, you, sensational, they designed it with, like, special lighting or something, didn't they? That, yeah. I finally got to yeah. see Sensational at night, and that parade went up 100% yeah. in how interesting and fun it was. Well, you get a whole different perspective. It the, the colors are more vibrant. And you, and different things stand out because of that. Absolutely. I even noticed, especially on that parade, because they have so much street activity going on in addition to what's on the float, the dancing at night almost seems to be more active. The guest participation, especially with the kids, it seems to be more involved. There's, there's more activity, and all of that seems to add to it. I, I'm I'm loving parades at night, and you know someday maybe we'll get our electrical parade back. We need our parades. We do. We do need our parade desperately. They they <laughs> need to just bring spectra magic out of mothballs back there and give us. There you go. Light magic out. Oh God. I <laughs> Sorry, I had saw to say that. Thing on that. My word, what a show that was. <laughs> Some people like it, and I think they deserve to have it back and oh, bring the electrical light. Yep. Well, it, I, I've, the re-envisioning. Yeah. I, I hear they didn't take very good care of the floats. So. Well, they can fix it. We, we want the electrical light parade back home. We do. <laughs> we certainly do. Favorite of all time. You can mm-hmm. name it something else. We'll all know. And just just because they said it would never come back just name it something different we know how you play it <laughs> fireworks obviously front of the castle or on main street best places to see the fireworks it's where you get the the best environment you see all the effects and stuff 
There's nothing like it. There's, there is nothing like the fireworks at Disneyland. We all know that one. It is the highlight of the night. Let's move a little farther. Let's actually go into the hub. At nighttime, well, in the daytime, the hub is just the hub. It's a connector. It's, it's a place to pass through on your way to someplace else. But at nighttime, the hub comes alive. You've got all the little food carts around. Every corner has some kind of souvenir stand selling something, and quite often it's the little light-up trinkets that are that, that also enhance some of the nighttime stuff, because that's kind of fun, carrying around a little rope necklace or a flashy lightsaber thingy or whatever. The glow, part step. Yeah. The, no, the official name for it is actually Glow. Oh, okay. I had a girlfriend who was a Glow manager. <laughs> and, okay. and they now have whole carts that are nothing but that. Well, and in I Florida, think- they use, um, they use, uh, segways. To actually be the glow carts. I think some of them are a little trashy. It adds to the whole ambiance. It, it adds to everything, especially, especially when people... Michael, Michael, Michael. <laughs> it does add to the ambiance. Although the, I never quite got the glowing roses. I know, right? What the heck? And that's big, too. I mean, they they must be popular, otherwise they wouldn't have had them around for so long. But you're right. I remember, little... those, I remember them being really popular when I was a boy. It, yeah. They, they sold them everywhere. See, and that, that indicates how long they've been around. And I even I, – I was back there a few months ago taking nighttime pictures, and I took a picture of the car to the glowing roses. It's amazing. The partner statue, it, look at how many people stand, especially at nighttime, and want to get their picture taken with Walt and Mickey at night in front of the castle. And do we even need to talk about the castle at night? I mean. One of my look- favorite pictures is when it's starting to get dark, and taking a picture of the castle when it's just lit with the carousel through the, um, through the gate. Absolutely. In the I, I love those shots. And, and and that that is some of the funnest thing to do is to get that kind of thing. Or Walt make making the partner statue look like it's standing right in front of the castle. There's so many things that you can do that really come out at night. Here's something that you may not have noticed, but the twinkle lights in the trees around the hub. Mm-hmm. You go back and look at videos of original Disneyland or certainly older Disneyland, there were tons of twinkle lights in the trees. I think most of us know, if you're up on your Disneyland history, they found out that wasn't exactly good for the trees, but they didn't really go out and take the twinkle lights down. They're not really replacing them anymore, as best I understand. But there are still some that are there, and that used to be a big theme park thing was twinkle lights in, in the trees. And there are still some in the hub that are that are that way, and that's pretty cool, too. Everybody loves twinkle lights. Yeah. Every, everybody except the trees. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody what exactly does it do to the trees? It's the way they have to install the lights. Like they hammer them. And, uh, yeah. They, oh. they, they but isn't the iron just... good for the trees? No, not not oh. staples. 
and that's what that's what the way they were in you know it's it's either you staple the lights to the trees or else you have to hand wire the the rope strings you know to the branches and i guess it all just becomes a maintenance nightmare so they're just they're just not doing it anymore which i don't know let's take up a collection and volunteer it in i, I liked it i loved them i thought that was so magical just so gorgeous at night those twinkle lights. Do you think they could use zip ties or something? Or something, yeah. 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 They have the technology. <laughs> yeah, just like and, for lights of winter. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. There Shout you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the twinkle lights of winter. I've mentioned many times the Snow White Fountain in the Wishing Well. And, you know, in the daytime, this is a great little thing. It's got a lot of history. It's, you know, we, we've heard the story of where the statues came from and the like, but boy, you gotta go over there at night and just take a look at what that area becomes. And I guarantee, especially on a Friday night or a Saturday, if you hang around that area long enough, you're gonna see a young couple come up to the fountain or to the wishing well itself, and you're gonna see the guy get down on one knee and out with the little box. I've mm-hmm. seen it a few times. One guy even had a light up box because the area is just a little bit dark. It was so cool. That, that area, that area is great at night. Yeah. I mentioned a while ago, I mentioned Pixie Hollow at night, and Pixie Hollow they they really did a whole lighting package. Yeah, they did. Unfortunately, I don't think any of the Pixies are there at night. I've never seen a meet and greet. No, at night. they're closed at dark. Yeah, it's too bad. It really is too bad um, because the area is gorgeous at night. I know there's a lot of activity around that area, especially with the parades and the fireworks and all of that. And they even do a little light show. They do a little fountain show in that little pond where they have the fountain mm-hmm. in front of the Pixie Hollow entrance itself. And it's got music and the patterns change and it's a whole little thing. And I, I think they do it like every 15 or 20 minutes. So you really have to hang around to see there, but that's another little, you know, nighttime magical thing. The hub area is just a great place to sit on a bench, people watch, listen to the music. To me, it's one of the best places. Okay, let's continue on to Adventureland. Who's done Jungle Cruise at night? Oh, yeah. I mean, me love it. It's a completely different experience at night. Yes. Absolutely agree. This goes, if you've got multiple days and you're really doing Disneyland right, you gotta do Jungle Cruise in the daytime to be sure, but you also gotta do Jungle Cruise at night. It is a whole different experience and, and just as funny. <laughs> well, you know, that brings up the storybook canal boats are different at night too. Absolutely. That's another great example of some, of an attraction that is wildly different from day to night. And they're both great experiences when the lights come out. Yep. Indiana Jones. Again. Interesting during the daytime to be sure. But at night, when your eyes have adjusted and you really start getting the look of all the detail in these dark rides. 
India is a great example of you go through in the daytime, it's a great attraction. You go through at night and you see so much more because okay. your eyes are now adjusted. Uh-huh. Remember that most of these dark rides are designed by people who are adjusted to night. The whole thing is lit and presented for the maximum viewing, and that only occurs when you can see all the details, like when your eyes are adjusted at night. So I encourage everybody, for every dark ride all over the park, definitely go into it in the daytime, go again at night, or pick one of your times to see it, and see it at night instead of the detail, instead of at, at, during the daytime. Outside of the tiki room, they have these great tiki torches that line the pathway. And they're on both sides of the little transition bridge that goes from the hub into the main part of Adventureland itself. These things go back to the beginning of the park. That's how, that's how historic these little torches are. Every time I see them, I think of some of those original TV shows that started showing, you know, like when the Tiki Room first came around and stuff. They're always showing that area at night with the Tiki Torches lit. It's just great. Well, and even the Tiki Room, when you go into the Tiki Room's um, outer queue, it's, you know, all the Tiki Gods are lit at nighttime when they activate in the pre-show. That whole show is so wonderful and calming at night. Uh, And and boy, is that a great place to rest your legs after you've been walking around all day long. (laughs) So true. With a Dole Whip. With a Dole Whip. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Go down a little farther. The the Tarzan's Treehouse. Fun at night. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's not always open all night long. Sometimes it is. Sometimes I think they close it at night, depending on what Phantasmic is doing, because they don't want folks hanging around in the trees watching Phantasmic. But well, that would the be a cool idea. Yeah, really, yeah. I know. It would, and, and there are a couple of places there that overlook the whole river, and it would be a great place to hang out if you could. Ooh, maybe they should sell a special ticket to watch Fantastic from up there. Yeah, then that'll go. <laughs> then it All could the be a limited type magic. It could be the dream tree suite. Exactly. <laughs> Move around to New Orleans Square. The whole New Orleans Square shopping district. It just comes alive at nighttime. Again, the daytime, it's quaint and nostalgic and it's a wonderful place to pay a visit and look for your, for your, all your little trinkets and goodies. But at nighttime, when all the shops come alive, it's, it's a whole different area. You walk around this whole area from Adventureland all the way through the Frontierland. You walk into the daytime, you walk in the nighttime. It's like two completely different places. And, if you're in the mood for a nice in-park romantic dinner, you pretty much can't top outside dining at Cafe Orleans at nighttime. Oh, yeah. The candles come out on the table. Oh, there's yeah. music all around. It's great. Next door at the French Wait, market. wait. Let's go back to the cafe. Or <laughs> yes. Let's just kind of like think about it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 
next door at the French market. Um, the, uh, the same kind of deal. It's sort of outdoors. It's, it's covered, but it's still outdoors, outdoor seating. And they also have bands there at night. Um, frequently you'll have a two, three, four play, four piece band that plays on the little stage at the French market. And that's great for, you know, nighttime dining and entertainment. You know what I like about that area too, Wayne? Um, at night, you know, Disneyland is really smart the way they, um, with the, uh, flora that they have around the parks, right? And, and what they choose to plant. And the smells of the flowers that come up at nighttime, especially during the summertime, is kind of heady. It's just really, really nice, especially in that area. I agree. Yep. I agree. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and you're absolutely right. The flowering trees and oh yeah, some. I love that. At Pirates of the Caribbean again, daytime. Wonderful experience. Nighttime, all the details come out. You start seeing all the different detail pieces in each one of the scenes that, because your eyes are adjusted again, you are able to see. Pirates is a great experience at night. But for me, and you know this is one of my faves, Haunted Mansion at night, there is for me nothing better. I I almost go multiple times every time I'm there. You take a walk past the pet cemetery, make sure that you get into the atrium area so you hear the full speech, which is wonderful at the Disneyland Haunted Mansion. And the entire trip through all the Haunted Mansion, just all, everything comes, pardon the expression, alive. At nighttime, well, after all, that is when the ghosts are the most at home. And at night, you can also, and I I have to look for this one. This was around many years ago. Help me out with this one, Michael, because I'm not sure I've seen it recently. There used to be a story about a ghost that would appear every once in a while on the second or third floor. Only visible from the outside, and the only way you could tell he was there was he carried a candlestick from room to room. Yes, yeah. And every once in a while, you'd see the candlestick float past one of the windows. Right, I do remember that. I haven't seen it in quite a while, except during Haunted Mansion Holiday. I do see an orange candle. Really? Float past one of the upper cupola windows. Mm-hmm. That one I know is there, but I haven't seen the the nighttime one in the regular season. So we'll have to watch out for that and see if that ghost still lives there. He might have been on vacation. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll come back for limited time magic. You know, in the whole Rivers of America area, it really is pretty at night. Phantasmic, unfortunately, kind of blocks most of the river through most of the night, and it makes it difficult to get up to the edge and see. But either after the show or in some of the transition time when the show isn't going on and you can walk that area, 
some of the views along that riverfront are just gorgeous, and it's a really wonderful place to just sit and people watch or stand next to the edge and hang out by the, the railing and watch what's going on. Remember when I, they, used just, to, they had, used to have live music on the, go by during, before Phantasmic on the yeah, rafts? Yeah, on the rafts, yeah. Music, yeah. They really need to bring that back. That was so wonderful having that The atmosphere that of that whole area, right? Well, I remember when you used to be able to take the Mark Twain around at night on the rivers of America. That was a whole different experience because everything was lit up, all you know, all the scenes as you went around. Mm-hmm. But then they would have a jazz band or a Dixieland band on the Mark Twain playing exactly. in the evening. It was terrific. And even even in early Disneyland days, early early Disneyland days. The Mark Twain was a big entertainment place. That's where you got some of those big-name performers. Didn't they get Louis Armstrong mm-hmm. to perform on the boat at one point? Yeah, they would have a different performer like every week. Big-name performer uh, of, of like swing band or jazz band or Dixieland band. See, I know with Fantasmic, they just they can't make that work anymore because the river's in use, and so is the Mark Twain. But how wonderful it would be if you know if somehow that could be done again. That, but there are there are other music groups that do perform around the New Orleans Square area. The, they're just in in not so visible places. Sometimes they're in the the um, they're in the marketplace on the stage there. I forget if like the pirate band. I think that's only playing during the daytime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's continue our trek and let's go back to Critter Country. Why? Because it's Splash cute Mountain. at night. Splash Mountain at nighttime. <laughs> you know, you you got to reserve one evening. And just decide, I'm going to get my tootsies wet for the rest of the night. Right. Because splash at night is great. I agree the with mountain, you. The mountain is, is lit up great to start with. And the ride again, with all the lighting inside, now the, the sunlight doesn't interfere with that lighting. And it's so pretty. And you don't really get that wet. Well, yes, you do. They redesigned those boats and you get absolutely soaked. But... You know, that's what lockers and extra shoes and socks are for, right? <laughs> All right, come back around. Let's get into Frontier. What, one other thing about Critter Country at night, though, is is that they also you can hear uh, the frogs and you can hear crickets. Yeah. I mean, they really make – it's a whole sensory night experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And that goes back to what I was saying about, I don't know if they're increasing the background sounds at night, or maybe it's just because with the reduced crowds and less distractions, you're starting to hear some of that more, and that's part of the fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, it completely changes the, the whole experience because of those the evening sounds. Coming back around to Frontierland. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Awesome. Again, great at night. In fact, I prefer that ride at night just because of the lighting package and, and the experience. You go through the cave itself and (laughs) you can't see the bats in the daytime, but there are, there are strange little eyes looking at you at the nighttime. 
And and I know it's probably not true, but it feels faster at night. It does. It's more exciting. Yeah, you're right. It does. Yeah, it feels faster. <laughs> Consensus. It probably has something to do with like the oil on the the grease on the track now is all heated up from the day, and it's faster. Isn't it? <laughs> or the cold air makes it feel faster. Cool, cooler air. I like I like Over, what Michael said. <laughs> <laughs> Over at Rancho del Zocalo, um, first of all, great place to have lunch or dinner anyway. I love the place. I have my favorite dishes there, which I get all the time. <laughs> but but at nighttime, it, it almost becomes like a little party room, that little outdoor seating area, which, again, is covered, but it's still outdoors. And they have these decorative lanterns and it's, it's just a, it's not a big open brightly lit dining room. It's like a festive little party place and it's great. That's the kind of stuff that I look for when I'm looking for a unique thing to do that's special at nighttime from the daytime. Go right next door. Look at the shooting gallery. The shooting gallery is, you know, standard shooting gallery in the daytime. But at nighttime, all those little things come alive. They all light up. It's it's a whole different experience. It's great. Walk on down the path to Big Thunder Barbecue. One of the most filling meals you will ever have in your life. Oh, yeah. Yummy. And you do have to wait a while to get in, especially at nighttime. But here again, this is a great place. It's so much cooler at night and so much more comfortable. I'm, I, I know they have entertainment in the daytime. I'm not sure if they continue during, doing the entertainment at night. I, I think they so. did. Wasn't there stuff going on, Mary Jo, when we had dinner there? Yeah, there was. Yeah. And that's, that's another great place for dining after hours. The, um, and the pathway, the walking path between the whole Frontierland area, past Big Thunder, and on into Fantasyland. That's a great little path to walk at night. That, that becomes very calm, very soothing. It's a great place to kind of get away from the crowds and just Spend a little easy walking time. I love that little path at night time. Then we come into Fantasyland. <laughs> it is kind of creepy at times. Well, no. Um, one of the cast member rumors is that that was one of the the particular haunted areas of the park. Ooh, really? Ooh, now I'm gonna. Yeah. Have to. <laughs> you're really gonna go there. It's yeah, the we ghost. never got that vibe, though. It's the ghost of all the audio animatronic oh, figures that da- are buried there from time. Nature's Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been I've been down there sometimes at night, and it's not as bad anymore. But it used to be absolutely horribly creepy. I think they've added some some lighting to that area because yeah. it seems it seems very. Very fun to walk back there now. Yeah, it's better. It's much better than it used to be. But yes. Now so, we're going to come. We go. in, we're going to come in kind of the back way to Fantasyland. There are many ways into it, but again, the whole area lights up. 
and the central piece is the carousel. And there's nothing like riding the carousel at night. And for you photography buffs, you can get some great pictures with some interesting special effects if you take the carousel at night. Here's a trick for you. Get in front or behind the carousel. Someplace where you can get a nice shot without people walking in front of you all the time. Set your camera and and manually set a very long exposure length. Set it on like one or two seconds and wait for the carousel to go into motion and then take your picture. What you'll get is a perfectly focused title on the top of the building and all the horses are going to be a little blur with lights forming little concentric circles all around the carousel. Oh, how cool. I'll include a picture in the blog for this one. Lots of people have done it. I'm certainly not the first person to take this kind of picture, but it produces a really fun effect, and it's something that's very easy to do. It's fun to take pictures at nighttime, too, when you're getting all the lights and the buildings lit up and everything. Teacups is another example of that. Daytime, <laughs> Tom can tell us all about writing teacups. Over and over. And over and over <laughs> again. But at nighttime, the, the, all the lanterns light up. The music seems to be coordinated with the lamps and everything. And it becomes a whole entertainment thing itself. Almost like a little, a little light up show dark ride. <laughs> In fact, all the dark rides in Fantasyland, again, they just, they, they all become so much different at night when you can see all the cute little details. In fact, my favoriteest thing to do almost every time I go to Disneyland and spend the entire evening, I save Fantasyland to the very last thing at night. And just before close, after Fantasmic, Maybe an hour before park close, as most of the people are walking out, that's when I hit Fantasyland. And for the most part, except for the ultra-crowded nights, you can hit every major attraction in Fantasyland in the hour before close. You can go from Pinocchio to Alice to Mr. Toad. You can hit Peter Pan maybe as the last attraction there. It's great. It's a great way to finish. And then when you're all done, you can walk out of the castle and head down Main Street. It's a perfect end to the evening. Keep that one on your radar. Matterhorn. Technically part of Fantasyland. Very different at night. In the daytime. I I love riding it at night. Even with those rotten, awful new cars. <laughs> yes. But at night, somehow you're never sure if you're going to survive the, the ride. Exactly. <laughs> so, suddenly you can't see the track as well. You don't exactly know where you're going anymore. And when you race alongside one of the other trains and you do those dips that cross down in front of each other, I don't know about you, but I'm grabbing the chair in front of me. So much fun. Really I just use, I just like it for the views you get at night. Oh, yeah. Park. I mean, it's one of the best all-around views of that area of the park. 
You know, and isn't that interesting how when you're riding out on the daytime, you're concentrating on the track in front of you and all the dips and whooshes and everything that's happening on the ride itself. And at nighttime, you're looking outside. You're going, yep. oh, wow, I didn't know Tomorrowland was right there at this part of the ride. Yeah. It just stands out more at nighttime, I think. Well, yeah, all really the lighting does. and everything. Mm-hmm. Tomorrowland in itself, what an amazing place at night. In fact, I think I hang around between New Orleans Square and Tomorrowland. Those are the two places I hang around the most. In Tomorrowland, every building is all lit up. All the lighting and all the building accents turn the place into a completely different place. Not to mention that Space Mountain is, again, completely different at night when you can actually kind of see where you're going a little bit. Which is kind of scary in itself. Which is kind of scary altogether. At nighttime, and Tony talked about this previously, Tomorrowland Terrace always has bands. They change frequently. Whether you're there to see the bands, which, boy, there is a history to the Tomorrowland Terrace, going all the way back to, Michael, Kids of the Kingdom. Yep. And a few other of those classic Disneyland shows that used to perform on that stage. And now it's more music-oriented. But still, especially for the younger kids, a great place to hang out at night for the entertainment. And since the Tomorrowland Terrace is open almost later than any other quick-serve place, very good place to grab last-minute, you know, good food and have a place to sit and be entertained while you're having your meal. Monorail at night. <laughs> just just amazing. I love the new lighting package on the new monorail trains. The insides are really fun. And at night, with the windows lit the way they aren't, it means you can see out and see everything perfectly as you're running around the park. And this is... This is one time where, because the monorail is an attraction and not really transportation, it really makes it fun because now you are going places and you can see stuff. I love that pass over the top of the submarine lagoon where you can yeah. look down, see all the, the lit up stuff that they have down there. Not to mention the submarines at night. Which, again, that's that's really special, because now all the stuff in the lagoon is lit up rather than being sunlit. And, like we've said, for so many other attractions, completely different at, at night. And it when feels you're in, like you're going much deeper. Mm-hmm. It does. It's like, it, it, it's like you're no longer aware of the space that you're in. And take a look at the Astro Orbiter while you're there at night. That's that's the, the ride at the front of Tomorrowland. They've put some interesting lighting effects on that now. That was actually improved a few years ago, and it really looks good and makes for a great nighttime picture. Okay, well, before we spend all our time at Disneyland, let's scoot over to California Adventure, and let's talk about just a few things over there. We have to mention Buena Vista Street. What an amazing place at night. 
from the foot of Buena Vista Street all the way up to Carthay Circle. The music, the trolley, the fountain in front of Carthay Circle, the building lights and all the accents, the little bit of neon that they've thrown in. What an amazing place Buena Vista Street turned out. In fact, I think most of us would agree Buena Vista Street really turned out much better than we could have ever imagined it would. And all of that really comes out at night. And the premier location at California Adventure, especially at night, Cars Land. Uh-huh. We've, we've spent a lot of time talking about Cars Land at night, and uh, it just begs us, begs to say that with all the neon, all the buildings, dining at Flows in the nighttime, riding Radiator Springs at the, at night, even snacks at the Cozy Cone. It's just so much cooler. I could I could spend the entire evening just at Cars Land during the nighttime. It is so much fun and so cool there to walk around. They're still running the Mad Tea Party, and <laughs> if, if you've never been, you know it's worth a visit. It's worth a visit to see what's going on over there. I'm sure we will get a new party come, you know, fairly soon. Maybe not this next year, you know, coming, but certainly soon. But it's worth seeing, um, especially because it's mostly about lighting and sound and partying and well, dancing. Live music, I mean. Tons. Yeah. I mean, it's it's California's uh, prim- primary place yeah. for that kind of nighttime activity. But as we know, that's not the only nighttime activity in California Adventure. World of Color, the premiere show there, we've spent a lot of time talking about that. And you have to go early, but if you can catch the fun wheel at dusk, it's going to close down for World of Color. But if you can catch a ride on the fun wheel as the lights are starting to turn on, that's a really special experience as well. In addition to just walking down the boardwalk and taking a look at all the lights and everything that comes out, the lake looks really pretty at nighttime. I love California Adventure at nighttime now. Just watching, yeah. the, just watching the fun wheel while you're waiting for Fantasmic. I mean, all the, the patterns. And stuff oh. I love that. Yeah. I, lo- I love that package. It's It's hypnotic. <laughs> Downtown Disney is another fun place at night that definitely has its own texture at nighttime. In the daytime, it's an outdoor shopping mall. Interesting and different to be sure, but at nighttime, it becomes a little celebration place. There are street performers and multiple street performers all up and down downtown Disney that come out at nighttime. I've seen fiddle players and guitar players and pan flute bands and hammer dulcimer players, all kinds of music. It's really great. You can, if you're not planning on going to the parks the first day you arrive, plan on spending an evening at Downtown Disney. I guarantee you'll be entertained. Nighttime at the Uva Bar, where you can have cocktails some appetizer snacks right in the middle of all the activity and even some of the restaurants like Ralph Brennan's where 
because that atmosphere is kind of like an outdoor atmosphere, even though it's indoors, they put on a whole lighting package as well that becomes fun at nighttime and very intense, uh, very enticing. The fountains and the landscape lighting all around downtown Disney, it's a fun destination and takes on a whole new character after dark. And the last place I wanted to bring up is the hotels. At the Disneyland Hotel, the whole courtyard area near the pools and especially inside and outside Trader Sam's. Trader Sam's. Great, great place. (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful location. Even if you're just strolling through and doing sightseeing or a little romantic walk around the gardens, the lounges and the outdoor areas in the Grand Californian, also another really fun place. It, it, it takes on a whole different thing at night, and that's what I've been trying to emphasize. It's the whole Disney After Dark thing. But no matter what your favorite nighttime activity is, at some point, the end of the evening will come, and it's time to say goodbye. Most of us will come back to the hub at Disneyland and take another long look at Sleeping Beauty Castle and its classic lighting. Stop by the partner statue, say goodnight to Walt and Mickey, and then make our way down Main Street. Maybe we'll buy one last lighted Mickey balloon or even a late night ice cream at the Gibson Girl Ice Cream Parlor. And of course, there's last minute souvenir hunt at the Emporium, which seems to still be almost a tradition. But after all that, you make your way to Town Square. Stop in the middle, turn around, take one last look at the castle, and remember the day you've had. Remember the great moments and adventures. And lastly, turn toward the firehouse and look up at Walt's apartment and his lighted lamp. Remember that Walt Disney brought all of this to you, and as long as the light, the lamp is lit, he's still with us. I always say, good night, Walt. Thanks for a great day. Awesome. Thank you, Wayne. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.